You're listening to the Bookkeepers Podcast with the 6FB, the weekly podcast for bookkeepers. Every week, we'll be talking about what's new in the bookkeeping world. And here are your hosts and founders of the Six Figure Bookkeeper, Joe Wood and Zoe Whitman. Hi, and welcome to the Bookkeepers Podcast. I'm Zoe Whitman. I'm in South Wales, and I'm joined by Joe Wood in Kent. Hi, Joe. How are you? Hi Zoe, I'm good, I'm good. I've had a bit of a stressful week, as um, you may know. Obviously my daughter's been in hospital, but she's out, she's better. Well, we're working on her getting better and it's good to be back to work. Uh, I've had a couple, I've had like 10 days off and um, it's not been the most relaxing 10 days off, but I have stepped back and had uh, 10 days off. But it's, I think sometimes um, a change of scenery is just as good as a rest and a wonderful luxurious holiday I'm sure um but it's uh yeah we've done a bit of uh, sightseeing and been tourists in our own town and that's all been good fun but yeah I'm, I'm glad to be back today Fab. Oh, it's nice to have you back. We've had a really busy morning of planning everything that's coming up over the next six months or so. So we're both full of it, full of ideas of probably to-do lists as long as your arm now, but it's really exciting. Um, and talking about exciting things coming up, um, we've got our Bookkeepers Bootcamp happening in the week of the 6th of September. So if you want to know more about that, it's our free event for bookkeepers, which happens a couple of times a year. We've got loads of guests coming to talk to you about social media, how you can market your business better, people who are absolute experts in their fields in all sorts of areas. We're going to hear from bookkeepers about how they're using social media. I think it's just going to be a really amazing event. And it's completely free. It's all happening in the Six Figure Bookkeepers Club, which is our Facebook group. So you can register to make sure you get all of the updates. We've been announcing some of our guests already. Um, I cut, And we've been uh, putting, there are some posts on Instagram and in the Facebook group. And then people who are on the mailing list have been getting extra, like advanced early notes notice of some of the guests so I'm not going to trip myself up by uh, letting you know but I can let you know that Andrew and Pete are coming to join us who are absolute marketing gurus so um, that's going to be an amazing session and we'll be talking to them next week as well on a special podcast episode so look out for that but for now I'd love to introduce you to Christine Kavanagh. Christine runs an agency in Bristol called Tonic uh, which you can tell us about and we're going to be talking about brand and design for bookkeeping practices. So Christine how are you? It's so nice to see you. Thanks so much, thanks so much for having me. Um, Yeah it's really great to be on the podcast and hopefully be able to help some people today, give some advice. Love it, well um, you know anyone who's watching this live if you've got any questions please drop them in the comments because I think it's really helpful when these are really interactive sessions as well um Christine do you want to start by telling us a bit about what you do yeah absolutely so um I run Tonic which is a, a brand and design studio based in Bristol um and we really focus on working with clients with conscience who want to make their own mark um and I think what that kind of means is Um, I really love working with people who are really passionate about what they do, who get really excited about doing that well and doing things with integrity. Um, So we don't work specifically with a a type of business. We work with a range of different businesses. um, But the thing that pulls all of that together and part of our why is that we believe that all businesses, no matter how small, how big, deserve access to a brand that represents them. Um, so that's kind of why we do, why I do what I do. Oh, that's lovely. So yeah, we often talk about ideal clients and ideal client avatars and perfect clients that you want to work with. And we always say it's not just an industry. It can be just a type of person, a feeling, um, and, and, uh, yeah, a type of person that wants, to, it can be in any industry, but you just really like what they stand for. So if, 
if you're coming onto this and for the first time and thinking, well, what is a brand? What does it mean to build a brand? What is it? Yeah, so that's, a, I mean, that's a great question because the word brand goes around a lot and brand and branding, I said, and people think they're the same thing. Brand is what people think, feel and believe about a product or a company. Um, and if you are building a brand, the benefit of that is that you get to guide that narrative. So if you have a business, whether you have put time and energy into building a brand, people will still form an opinion about your business. If you haven't put the time and energy to get the message out there in how you want it portrayed, you don't have the control over what people are saying. And it's not that you can control what people will say, but you can definitely guide that and get the things that are really important to you out there. So that's what a brand is. And then branding is the visual representation of that business and that brand and that voice out in the wider market. Uh, that feels like for someone coming from a like financial quite analytical uh, space that feels like a bit mind-blowing <laughs> because I, and I I've I'm married to a graphic designer so and mm. who is a creative through and through and has maybe made me think about things in a different way but I didn't realize it was so important and someone once described it to me as a brand being what people say about you when you're not in the room I suppose yeah and um yeah. But how, when we talk to bookkeepers about building a brand, we're perhaps more driven to think about things like what our logo, definitely, I think the first thing I thought when I started business was going to need some business cards. And what are those business cards going to look like? I need a logo. Yeah. (laughs) How, and maybe you don't anymore. Maybe we don't need business cards anymore. But how does the design part of that talk to the brand how can you make people feel something or talk about you in a particular way that you want them to talk about you through what you look like through a logo how do you connect the two so it's like that and that's the tricky bit so absolutely if someone is more analytically minded this is brand kind of sits much more in that feeling space so it can be quite difficult and that's where I love doing what I do which is brand and branding because we can take the brand and turn it into something tangible that people can then see and feel and experience. Um, And you say that about business cards. I actually got business cards printed this week (laughs) because I was out in the world and I happened to be um, in a local business and I got chatting to the business owner and she was like, oh, have you got a business card? And I was like, no, no, I don't. (laughs) Because the last year has meant we didn't really need them. Um, So it's like that thing that those things are still really valid but yeah how do you make like the design into something that represents any of that so I when I design logos I always like them to have a level of concept behind them so that you can pull some of the values and the thoughts from that brand into the design and that can be in terms of the color it can be in terms of the style so if you have a business for instance like if i take that business there it's a there are beauticians so um the things that are valuable to them they they are um ethical they're sustainable they use only vegan products so their branding should represent that the visual of that should get across and speak to their ideal client so they're not going to have some really hard 
cold colored graphic, really strong branding, most likely. It's going to be slightly softer and um, more approachable and something that talks to those people. Like for instance, my logo, which is this like triangle with some like lines in it. And that's essentially what it looks like, but actually there's loads of meaning behind that. Um, the reason the triangle points upwards because I want to bring clients up. Um, it's a triangle because I see like there's three sides to everything. There's there's me, the client, and then the result and what we build together. Um, and like the lines in the middle kind of represent that chaos that goes on for people before they sit down and work through their brand and actually have, you know, that visual representation. Because like that, people go, I need a logo. I need this. I need that. But I don't know what I need to look at. And I think that's the thing that having a design does. It's it stops you from starting with a blank sheet of paper. Because most of us go to create a website or we go to create an invoice and we're like, wow, what does it look like? I just need a thing to put there. And, and what that does is it, having that, it takes away loads of the noise and it takes away loads of the decisions you have to make. And you just have somewhere to start that you're confident with and you're confident that you're going out there and that actually this represents you in a specific way. And it represents some of the thoughts that you have and the beliefs that you have, and it gives you confidence. I think that's like, that's the power of it. That's what it can do for people. So listening to that, a logo has a lot of jobs. And it's, it's like... <laughs> yes, well, a brand has a lot of jobs. A logo okay. is one part of it. And I think that's okay. the thing. A lot of people, or there's an understanding that the brand and the logo are the same thing. Your logo is just one. So it used to be a case that the the... The onus on a logo doing so much work was really heavy because logos were often seen in isolation out in the world a lot. That mm. doesn't happen so much anymore because like even just your name being preside, the name of your business being on social media, you've got like a little profile image, you've got your name, you've got your bio. So actually your brand is now a whole load of elements. Um, and that's why building a brand first gives you guidance then on how you sound and the sort of words that you would use to describe your business and yourself as opposed to not. But the logo is a very obvious, like, it's a real cornerstone of it. Yeah. So, so whether you're new to this mm -hmm. or whether you're just about to set up in business or whether you think goodness, I've never thought about this in this way before. I really should think about creating a brand for my myself, my business, you know. I mean, me and Zoe talk about personal brand as well as business brand, you know, because yeah. especially in the social media space, it's you that's, you that's out there. Yeah. So but say you're starting out in a business or you're thinking of rebranding for the first time. Um, and maybe you've just cobbled together some things. You went to a local stationery shop and they said, oh, I can make you a quick logo, but no one asked you any questions about it, but that would fit for you as a bookkeeping firm. What If you're really going to you know, delve into this and create something, mm -hmm. obviously it'd be great to get professional help. Um, yeah. and, but if, if, if you were going to just sit there for yourself and you think, okay, I, I want to kind of 
start so that I can go to someone and ask them, but I need to, what kind of questions are they going to be asking you? What kind of things do you need to sit out and brainstorm? What are the, what are the questions you need to answer so that you can start building a brand? Yeah, that exactly. So, and, and that's what I do when I um, first speak to someone is ask them generally what their why is. So, you know, why do they run their business? And that is always, there's always a really personal element to that. Um, but also, you know, what is the thing that they want to achieve from their business? Do they have a mission? Do they have a goal? And there can be both personal and business ones. And they're, they're both as relevant when you're running your own business. Um, and then looking at things like, what are your values? Like if you can pick sort of five things that are really important to you, like for me, integrity, transparency, creativity, collaboration, those sort of words are like, they're some of the key things that mean something. So for me, I'm like, right, okay, there's, you know, they're my values. And, and it's thinking about what does that actually mean for you? Like what's, because that's the other thing, people's interpretation of words can be different. You know, everyone's perspective is slightly different. So looking at what that actually means for you and then starting to look at the other people in your industry that are direct competitors with you, what they are doing. If you resonate with what they're doing, what about that is it that you resonate with? Um, you know, because I, I get it a lot where people will send me like another website, but I really like this, but it's understanding what is it about that website that you really like? Is it the color? Is it the language? Is it just the way that the website works? Or, you know, so there's an, an, an understanding as well what you don't like. So when you go onto other people's sites or you're on other people's social media, what like jars with you and you think, I don't like that, or not necessarily I don't like them, but as in they wouldn't be my ideal client or they're not my ideal person to work with identifying those things and starting to becoming aware of that is that's a huge part of that initial groundwork that you want to do um and and thinking about you know the the really important thing to think about is is your ideal client because there's at a point where we have to come out of our own heads and that's where it can be really tricky if you are trying to do this on your own um is coming out of your own head, but doing market research. If you already have clients, ask them, ask them why they pick you, ask them why they work with you. Um, because what a brand really is doing is you want your brand to mean that you are the number one choice for your ideal client. Um, so understanding why someone works with you, um, and getting those feedback, like all those testimonials and things like that, but actually having more honest conversations, if you can, with people who've worked with you is a really good way to, to find out that information. Um, so that's like a really good place to start and you will start to learn lots of things from that and words will keep coming up again. So like what I find, what I do is I, when I'm, I have a new client, I ask them to complete a a questionnaire but I also talk them through that questionnaire because what they say and what they write can often be different or you start to see a pattern in what in both and then that's where you start to pick 
up on the things that are actually really important. This is amazing because I think uh, there's so much, it's so much deeper than what do I like the look of and what... Um, I know. And what can I do to paint my bedroom? <laughs> yeah. It, I mean, it, I get that a lot. Like people go, well, I really like this colour because I painted my bedroom that colour and it's, that, that's great. But your ideal client, most likely not hanging out in your bedroom. <laughs> so it's like, it doesn't matter. And your house and, you, you know, and that's one of the things that I think people expect with me in like my home they nearly expect it to almost be branded like my business and like this is a totally different space and it needs something different your business is yes it's personal but the idea of being a business is working with other people and it's actually what resonates with them that's really important we've definitely been on this journey so when joe and i met now joe and i didn't know each other apart from having had a couple of chats at conferences before we really got together and we had a weekend in reading together and uh, to decide whether we could get on run a business whether our business really had legs and um so that was interesting that i i would love to be on a, fl a fly on the wall now looking back <laughs> at what that meeting was like and um and we were in reading my husband was at home with the kids and we were on a call with him going, you need to make us a logo. We were like, this is what we're like. Joe's like works in the, works with lots of beauticians. Joe's very much like luxury, gold, pink, navy blues. Those are your colors. That's everything that you do. I, at the time, was running my bright yellow, uh, very oh, yeah. bold bookkeeping practice. And I was like, well, I kind of like turquoise. So we were saying to my poor husband, it's got to have like pink and gold and turquoise. And he's like, you can't have that. It just is too much. And uh, and we ended up with this kind of turquoisey logo with a number six in it that we've never used again. And then it everything went very bright pink as we were trying to find a way. And we we're like, well, maybe we're bolder than this. And it's all a bit washed out. And maybe this isn't what people think. And then we, we had this sort of very bright pink. And Joe pointed out to me today that someone had completed a feedback questionnaire that's within our course using an old template, which had our bright pink branding on it. And she was like, it looked hideous. It looked absolutely awful. I think we knew it gone in a bad way. And mm. then we had to train it back in more we like, well, actually, as we've learned more about ourselves, who are we? And actually we are a bit softer. Joe is very sort of nurturing and we went with this kind of pink color. So it, it's evolved and we've had to get to know ourselves to know what is right for us. And, um, and I think you don't necessarily know that from day one. Absolutely. And actually that's, I mean, that's how I um, work with clients. And I, I'm not saying I'm the only person who works like this, but I know it's rarer to work in this way in that, I work with people like I, I target my packages in two totally different ways because someone who is just starting out, they do not know. And that is OK. They're not supposed to know. There is a whole wealth of discovery. They are trying to get all of those bits together that it means to just find out whether or not you've got a viable business. Um, and they did the discovery that you have in the first two, three, five years of business is massive. It's absolutely massive. So like I very specifically work with people in a different way because I do not expect someone who's five years in business to be able to answer the question of someone who's just started out in the same way. It's you learn 
so much. And actually, even when I think back to what Tonic's website looked like first, it makes me cringe. It's terrible. Um, and like that, I've started with somebody else and we had, there were two people, you know, we were trying to get both personalities in there. And actually, not that that is not important because it is important to have your personality and you do want it to be something that you're proud of and you look at and you love it, but it is what will resonate with clients. So like my branding now has kind of grown a little bit and it's it's very clean, um, but it is quite strong and it's quite bright in colour. And that is because I guess my kind of design is like that um, in that. I create design based on concepts um, and I guess I attract people who would maybe be looking for like a slightly edgier brand or something that's a bit different and not necessarily, a di- you know, a too stereotypical. I like to try and design within the concept of the business and pick out the real differences. So it's like that, like I've, that's grown for me and it does, it just changes as you get to know yourself more. I think um, we had, I've, I've been looking at some of the comments coming in. I know Catherine Frimmond is here watching. She's just put a little comment, comment up on the screen and uh, and she probably put this up because Catherine, Catherine spoke to us on the podcast last week, I think, and her business is your local bookkeeper. And she was saying, you know, when she started her journey, she was like, well, I think my client is probably in my local area. So I'll be your local bookkeeper. But actually, the thing that's really important to her is sustainability. And everything that she puts out on social media is very much about um, everything. It's about it's about sustainability and protecting the environment. She messaged, she told me off on Instagram for using a, um, a disposable coffee cup. And uh, she's got me planting trees and perhaps picking up on the things myself I want to do more. But she lives and breathes it. And if you go to her website, it's like green, there are trees, you know, it's, um, it all makes sense. Like even her photo is her in front of a, a tree or a bush or something, you know, so yeah. it, you can see that even if you, I suppose if you were her ideal client, you would see her as someone who really cares about the environment. And you'd be like, yes, it like, I think you said earlier, Christine, it's a no brainer. This is the person to, that I need to be working with. Exactly. You want to be the number one choice. So like, you know, exactly that. I know right now I need to speak to a bookkeeper. Okay. Like sustainability is really important to me. Brilliant. Like I'm going to want to speak to her because she taps into two things a really strong value and a need people if you if you run your own business the things that you need at the beginning you you need help with finance you need help with design and branding um you generally need help with you know there's like the cornerstone there's why like corporate businesses are running the way they are there's always like a segments of those like four or five cornerstone teams you always have them it design finance what is it operations like you just have to have those things and even if you're a small business you still have to too um so with bookkeeping that's like one of those absolute cornerstones so you want to stand out and find the thing that will make you want to work with someone so if she's got a massive interest in sustainability she wants she's not going to want to work with an oil company she wants to work with people who care about that too and then she's got you know the decisions get made so like people are making these decisions in their head subconsciously without even realizing it's just like actually why did I pick that person over that person 
they might not know the answer, but it'll be a feeling or that like a value that they've tapped into. Yeah, absolutely. It's, um, and that's it. It's, it's people think that, um, really being yourself can sometimes push other people away. That's what you want to do. You You want want to push those ones out of the way. You don't want to work with the people don't vibe off of you. Oh my God, I sound like I'm on Love Island. I've been watching so much. I'm going to stop saying the word vibe. Oh my goodness. Um, my husband's going to go mad for me saying vibe. Um, but someone else has commented. Uh, Penelope is saying that she's going through this branding, re- professional rebranding at the moment. And it's really interesting exercise. Um, I think it is, it's a bit soul searching, isn't it? You have to kind of dig deep. Yeah. And then our, our next comment is, um, she's going through this now. I show my husband my colours and he says it's absolutely, absolutely not. It's awful. Back to the drawing board. Now, when that happens, mm. when you come up with something and you think, I really like it, it feels like a personal, like, stab, doesn't it? It's like, oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. It's like, that was so, that's what I wanted. Now, how do you deal with, how do you deal, because we have this quite a bit, especially um, the ladies on our six-month success program and the guys, sorry, but I'm just thinking recently, there's a few ladies that have shared their logos, shared some design work that they've either done themselves or, or got some help with. And, um, and instantly, when we look at something, we get a feeling and that's that kind of, that impulse is it we haven't even maybe read what it says or anything. It's just like whether you like it or whether you don't, how can you go out there and get opinions from people that aren't your ideal client? That's, is that surely not going to help? Should she listen to her husband or should you, how do you, it's, oh, that's really awkward. I know. I'm like, I don't want to like start a, <laughs> don't start a divorce. <laughs> but, um, and it's one of the things that it does, uh, my heart always sinks a tiny bit when I get a comment back from a client and they're like, I've showed all my family and friends and they think this. And it's like, oh God. Um, because unless they're your ideal client, their opinion is, of course, everyone's opinion is valid, but it's not necessarily going to be that helpful. It's going to be incredibly personal and subjective. They won't know the background work. Um and I mean, I have it even sometimes when I show a client logo ideas and they say, I don't like it instantly. They might instantly say, I don't like it. And then I explain it and they're like, oh, no, I get it now. And I do like it. You can really change someone's opinion just by understanding and information. And it is it is tricky because you do want the other people around you to like that look but you're seeing such a small piece rather than seeing the whole, it's like taking a piece of a puzzle. You don't see the whole thing. You can't see it. Um, and actually someone, someone in another group made a comment about just running your own business, about the fact that it is the biggest piece of self-development you will ever do because you learn how to, to who to talk to on certain occasions about things and who to get opinions of. And you learn so much about yourself and going through branding process is very self-reflective and you do have to look at a lot of different things. Um, and also like, it's like, if someone asks me, my, they're, like if someone were to show me their logo and say, tell me what you think, I wouldn't actually answer them because if I'm not their ideal client, I don't have an opinion and I would ask for more information as to what it was in the background. 
Um, and I actually saw a post on Instagram from another designer who was commenting on this very thing the other day about like, don't ask me in the same way. I don't want my wife to ask me if she looks good in that dress. I'm not going to answer you if you ask me whether you, I like your logo or not, because there's so much work that goes into a logo. There should be so much work that goes into a logo. That unless you know the background and you know the company and you know more information because you're always piecing things together. Like you're always piecing bits of information together when you interact with a brand. There's so many different elements that seeing it in isolation is it's kind of unfair to give an opinion on it. But actually, one of the things that he said at the end, which I really thought was really true, was that if you're asking me if I like it, you probably already know there's something wrong. So if someone is going to someone else to ask their opinion, it means they're looking for some level of validation and they're not sure themselves. So maybe she's already not sure and actually she doesn't need him to say it's not right. If she truly loves it and then feels like she needs to defend it, then she might, it might be right. She'll kind of learn, you will learn. So it's like, it's not necessarily listening to what someone says and doing what they say. It's feeling the reaction that you have when they say it. Do you, are they confirming concerns you have or are you then going, actually, no, I love it. <laughs> um, and, I, and I have had people before say that, I wish I didn't ask him now. Oh, and he's definitely right to the client. So that's the thing. If you still love it, then maybe it is right. But it's just working out what that concern was, the reason you asked. It's really, it's really interesting. I've, I've never thought, I don't know if I'm ever going to ask my husband whether a dress looks nice anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, so if we're going to, if we're going to try and do this stuff ourselves, we've got, we've got a lot to think about, a lot more than we think we have to think about. And yeah. um yeah there's so much there I think that we would miss a lot by trying to do this ourselves having had this conversation do you what do you think we're missing if we're trying as if we're coming at this as you know analytical people in the bookkeeping space we don't have a creative background what do you think we're not thinking of when we are thinking about design and I think if if the biggest thing is if you can work out your ideal client and keep that in the forefront of your mind. That's probably one of the best exercises you can do if you're trying to do it yourself. Because the other good thing about that is that you're stopping too much internal decision and having to make almost personal choices for your business. Um, one of the things I say to people if they're trying to think about a brand and what theirs is for themselves is almost think of it as a third person like your best friend or just like this other entity it's another thing it's not you it's not it like you know you nearly give it a name and and think about what that person values you know there's there's a, a there used to be a thing in sort of marketing talk about ideal clients about working out what age they are working out where they shop working out the, those things are great but they're also kind of not relevant when talking about ideal client the reason someone shops somewhere is not you want to know why they shop there so does someone shop at little because it's down the road or because price is really of value to them do they shop at waitrose even though it's like five miles away because 
they want to go to that specific supermarket. Like it's the reasons that people do things. And so, so it's unpicking it more and asking yourself why a lot. So if you've like that, if someone's, if you've done a logo and you think, I really like it, why do I like it? What's the reasons? Always just questioning it and coming back to that. If you can work out your business, why, of like why you actually do what you do in the way you do it, just keep trying to come back to that. And I'll use that as a like benchmarking thing against it. So with that in mind, what are the benefits of, you know, working with a professional to help you with your brand and your branding? What do, what would someone get rather than trying to do this on, on their own? Um, well, I mean, I guess it's like me trying to do my bookkeeping. <laughs> it's an unmitigated disaster. Um, I can kind of hash my way through it, but I'm never really that confident in it. Um, I use I use the analogy of because um, I get asked this a lot and I use the analogy of if you have ever been to a personal stylist or if you've ever wanted to go to a personal stylist because, you know, women, women be quite nice to be dressed by someone else for a change. Um, and if there's a trend out there, say, and you go out as yourself and you go and, and buy a particular outfit and you put it on and you're like, I mean, I'm on trend and this looks good and it's well designed, but I feel a bit in it and this isn't really me and I don't really know why but I just don't feel good in this if you work with a personal stylist and they kind of see a different thing and they try different things on you that you would never try yourself you would never even think about and all of a sudden you're walking out your front door feeling awesome and you feel great and you feel super confident a good brand and a good visual representation of that should make you feel like that you should feel super confident you should be going on to social media and making your website with confidence and not thinking oh I don't know is this the right color is this the right thing it should just feel right and that's the benefit I that's what I love about it I kind of say that a lot of my clients are my partners in crime you know it is an experience is a journey and you are bringing someone along and then seeing someone go from the point of like not knowing who they are to, to knowing and to feeling confident enough to go out there and and do their own stuff it's just that's the that's the best bit and that you you we're not really made to do these things on our own you know like I know we're solo business owners but being collaborative and getting those other experiences they are it is invaluable and who doesn't want to feel more confident and more like they are definitely ready to speak to their ideal client? So, um, okay. yeah. I mean, it's like in the days of networking where you, um, I mean, I used to see it where people be asked for business cards and people were apologizing before the card was down on the table or I don't have one. Like that was the worst thing, but like, I don't have one. You don't want to feel like that. You want to feel like, Hey, there you go. <laughs> I love that. Uh, I think that maybe there's going to be like a resurgence of business cards now. <laughs> yeah. They're coming back. Oh, Christine, thank you so much. I think that's been really valuable for everybody today. Do you want to let people know how they can connect with you and find out more about what you do? Yeah, so um, I'm on Instagram. I'm actually on Instagram as the Christine Kavanagh. Um, there is a tonic page as well, but I'm mostly active on that. Or you can go to the tonic website, um, tonicbristol.co.uk.
Perfect. Thank you so much. And for anyone who find, wants to find out more about what we're doing, um, you can join us for free in our Facebook community, the Six Figure Bookkeepers Club. That's where we're going to be hosting our Bookkeepers Bootcamp over well, the beginning of September. Um, we'll be back again next week for another podcast. We'll be speaking to Andrew and Pete at 11.30 next Wednesday. Can't wait to see you there. Thank you so much, Christine. Thanks, Joe. Take care. Bye. Don't forget to join us every week on the Bookkeepers Podcast with Topical Bookkeeping Chat. Why not join our free Facebook group, the Six Figure Bookkeepers Club, or visit us at sixfigurebookkeeper.com.